I love feeling positive and optimistic about things. It's enough to generate energy where you never thought you had it. But every once in a while, over in the eastern evening sky, you might see a bad moon rising. Did you ever get the sense that you might be better off just staying indoors one day? That despite your most upbeat and energized outlook on the day, things just aren't lining up on your behalf. I've just had one of those, and if I can convince my bruised hand to work the keyboard, I'll convey what I mean. It all began innocently enough. I conducted a morning meditation without some of the common distractions of the early morning. After breakfast, the morning was picture perfect, and Katie and I constantly oohed and odd at the early morning sun and the intensity of a deep blue sky. Neither of us stumbled, thus giving me no advance warning of what was to come. When I sat at my desk to retrieve some email messages, it began. The very first note was from the property management company in South Carolina, where Katie and I spent time last winter and spring. In rather terse language, the note suggested that we still owed hundreds of dollars for the accommodations, and that we had better call them too sweet to rectify the claim. This is not the kind of message with which to begin a good day, especially since I had little doubt but that I owed nothing, that the account had been settled fully seven months ago. I immediately set aside all other morning plans to commence a review of credit card statements and receipts before taking any action. My first act of defense was to access my online credit card account to retrieve all pertinent statements. I dutifully logged in, as usual, only to receive that ubiquitous and maddening notice that the account did not recognize me, either due to faulty ID or password. Now, I really don't care whether the site recognizes me or not. I have no vanity when it comes to site recognition. But I did need to get in, and neither my ID nor my password had changed recently to account for the blockade. After several more attempts, I relented to call the telephone contact number and to allow a live human being sorted out. The automated prompt which answered my call performed its obligatory identification of me. Full name, address, telephone number, text verification to my cell phone before asking me for the final four digits of my card number. I responded that I did not have the card with me at that moment, so the voice conveniently offered me an alternative to provide the last four digits of my social security number. I was only too happy to provide the information, so intent was I to tackle the alleged debt. However, in response to the social security digits, the robotic voice sweetly asked me for my card number again. This was a predicament that I thought I had already explained away, but without providing the digits, there was no way I was going to be permitted to talk with a live person. Around and around I went twice, before realizing that I had been doomed to the purgatory of technological customer service. Well, since the alleged underpayment had already ripened now for seven months, 
I temporarily set it aside in favor of another urgent matter, that of setting up a new computer. I had purchased the new unit with the expectation that migrating the data from my current machine to the new machine would be straightforward and intuitive, since they were the same brand and model. I was proven incorrect in that expectation. So, you know those automatic connections that a computer can make for you when logging in? The ones that sidestep the need for some of the numerous passwords and IDs to make things quicker? For the past seven years, I have been taking advantage of these shortcuts, rarely needing anything more than a punched button. As a result, I have virtually no passwords committed to memory. Now, that is not necessarily a bad thing if I have written down all of those secret words and updated them on those rare occasions when I needed one, but the system no longer recognized the word. What I discovered on this day was that I did not know any of the three passwords from my old machine necessary to even get into the new machine to start the data migration process. My list was out of date and I was out of luck. After two days, the customer service technician was able to get me in. I was so relieved and grateful that I offered her my house and car as gratuity. But now she informed me of a new obstacle. I needed to upgrade my operating system before migration could occur, and I did not have enough space on my computer to do so. Thus began the great file dump, searching through virtually every file and folder stashed inside that magic box to determine which ones I could live without or store elsewhere. I am three days into that now, Curiously, though, the more files I have discarded, the less space has become available for installation of the new operating system. This morning, I tore off the screen, thinking that might create more space. After hours of purging, I decided that I needed an exercise break to ease my tensions. I headed for the Trout Run bike trail to work off my frustrations and an hour's worth of pedaling had me feeling like a new man, ready to once again grapple with the mysteries of technology. I frequently choose to ride Katie's e-bike since I can cover the 14 miles in faster time. So upon my return, I plugged in the bike battery for a recharge. Strangely, the charging light did not come on. I tried different outlets in the garage, checked the connection with the bike, all to no solution. Inside me, I could feel the very deflation sought by the Federal Reserve Bank these days, and I walked away from the bike with a now growing feeling of dread about what might come next. The answer was short in arriving. I entered our dining living room area to play a little fetch with Dog Cooper, another attempt at diffusing my rising blood pressure. But as soon as I entered the room, I sensed that something was not quite right. It took nearly a minute for me to realize that the giant chandelier over the dining room table was not hanging at its customary height, but had descended to a level just inches above the table. The base had disconnected from the ceiling, and the wires were the sole means of support for this 30-pound fixture. After cutting power to the site, I began my non-professional examination of the situation. 
At present, the precise solution to this looming wreckage exists in my head, but has not been successfully implemented. I have temporarily abandoned the low-slung lights, wondering whether I might get away with just leaving it where it is and enjoying the soft glow of the chandelier right there, virtually in the soup. Well, I have left out a couple of additional surprises from the day, but feel as though you have heard enough to either identify with my version of Alexander and the terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day, or to lick out your window tonight to see whether there is a bad moon rising. <laughs>